yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess. And today, you know, it is the middle of winter. It is end of January, beginning of February. And this is, whew, this is when it's tough. Am I right? Um, I am joined today by my occasional co-host, Shauna Cormier, and we're getting into some big-ass whales. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, these beers will sugarcoat your mouth, but personally, I'm not. We went big, baby. This is what we're doing. Um, so right now, I'm actually going to crack open a beer. Oh, it was a little struggle with the left hand. Oh, it's so good. So right now, I am drinking Live Oak Pills out of Austin. Um, Shauna brought this beer back for me when she was down in Austin visiting some family, and this is a damn good pilsner. Czech style. So yummy. Yeah, I don't really know much about Live Oak, but this beer is great. And after drinking all those fucking barrel-aged beers, I'm complaining as if I wasn't the one that chose to do this. Um, It's a great refresher, man. Uh, Let me break it down for um, what's going down today. So we decided to just pull some guys out of our cellars, ones that we've been aging, just to kind of see the aging process. And we chose uh, four different ones and four different, very different beers. I think it's just while, you know, and we we talked about this, we were sad that we didn't cover Holy Mountain and we should have, and we should have like went out and got a bottle, but we were just kind of working with what we had. So I just wanted to make sure I slid in that Holy Mountain shout out because they really are like leaders in terms of the Seattle barrel programs and just like in the Pacific Northwest in general. Um, so I'm sorry we didn't get to that, um, but if you know, you know, um, right? Let's go over what we're drinking. The first one we're opening up is a 2015 Goose Island Bourbon County uh, Bourbon County Bourbon Barrel. Is that what it's called? Bourbon County Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout um, from 2015. That's what we're starting off with. And then we get over into Fremont Brewing with Bourbon Barrel Aged Dark Star, which is an Imperial Stout that was from 2017. The third beer we get into is kind of a wild card. It's from Rubens Brews, uh, Three Rise Men, which is a rye wine. And that I believe, I think I say 2018 in the recording. I think it might even be 2017, um, which was, I think, the first year they did it. And then we wrap it up with um, another kind of strange wild card, um, one from Georgetown. Um, It is a barrel-aged brown ale, and that's from this year. So kind of like a lot of different styles in there. We're going to kind of talk about why these styles work or why they don't, how they've aged, what might contribute, what might be contributing to how well it aged or didn't, um, including like some ingredients or what styles work best in barrels. So, um, you know, th- this is the time to really just be filling up on those, whoo, those heavy hitters, man. Um, so please open one up and join us. Um, you know, whatever you have that's local, if you're in Seattle, maybe do Fremont or Holy Mountain, um, join us in this because uh it's a lot i i'm surprised i used to be able to be like i used to be one of those people that was like yeah fucking barrel aged everything let's do this and now i'm like oh god oh i gotta take a break um uh so before we get into it a couple plugs follow me on instagram at just just beer and if you've listened to my episodes with shauna before you know that we teach classes together with uh our company Seattle Beer School. So give Seattle Beer School a follow. Give Shauna a follow at Shauna Brews. Um, all sorts of shenanigans happen around. We're always having a good time um, just being silly and being true to beer and teaching classes all around Seattle and the Seattle area. So check us out. In the bio under the description, I will have a couple links um, or mentions. Uh, one is a scientific article called The Chemistry of Beer Aging, A Critical Review. It's really dense. I mentioned that. But if you are good at science and chemistry, um, it's totally worth a read because there's not a lot of peer-reviewed beer studies out there. And then also, of course, Barrel Aged Out and Selling Out uh, by Josh Noel. Noel, Noel, I'm so sorry. I don't know which way to say it. Um, It's a classic. You got to read it. It's really important in terms of the history of craft beer and barrel aging. So anyways, let's get to it. Uh, In this episode, we call 1-800-GOOSE-ME. I can't remember what waxing is. And Alaska Airlines, if you're listening, 
and I know you are. Sponsor us. All right, crack, open that big-ass whale, and let's do this. Cheers. I feel like kind of nervous to try this beer. Do you? I don't just know. Just because we don't know what's going to happen? Nervous isn't a good word. I just kind of feel like I'm cheating on someone. In what do you mean? In what way? Because it's owned by... Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess that's fair. But I think it's okay. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I guess we should just say that today we are talking about barrel-aged beers. It's the time of year where I think it, it's the most uh, reasonable to be drinking these sorts of beers. I mean, it's basically the height of winter. And this is when you want to just be all cozy and stay inside and drink a little something boozy. And that's where our barrel aged beers come in. Yeah. I also think that we're like, get kind of rounder as people in the winter. Oh, for sure. So like drinking something that is. Yes. I mean, I don't want to talk about calories because who cares? But like, these can't be like diet beers. Oh, no. Hell no. (laughs) Um uh, yeah, and when I say barrel-aged beers, we are talking about, like, big, dark beers. We're not talking about um, wild beers necessarily, although I, that might come up later when we're talking about, like, how to age and what types of beers to age. Um, but, yeah, so we're focusing on, like, stouts mostly. I think almost everything we have is a stout. I brought a, bar- a barley wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. And we do have a brown, and we do have a, an American strong ale if we get to those. We'll see how long we last. I mean, I don't think I we're not drinking all <laughs> we're not yeah, drinking we these bottles in entirety. I like I think, how they always give you these. I mean, this one's a what fifty milliliter, but like a lot of them are seven fifties. So you're like drinking essentially a bottle yes. of wine worth of like a fourteen percent. Right. Which I guess is like what wine is. Fudge. <laughs> yeah, but that's the difference, is that <laughs> it it's thick. Um or even the twenty two ounce bottles are just they're too big. And you and the thing is, is like, I've personally been hanging on to a few of these bottles for so long and I'm like, I'm never going to drink these. So we might as well talk about them and share them because these beers are meant to be shared. Like that's, you shouldn't be drinking this by yourself. That's the funniest thing is that we, like people sit on them and, and don't drink right? them. So it's like, what is this? Yes, exactly. We'll just have to give a quick um, interlude here. Um, we had recording malfunctions, but um, we we popped open uh, this, uh, our very first beer, which we were, man, we're just going to have to like pretend like we... <laughs> didn't say everything we just said that's fine like we'll just take a swig of this and then all of our worries will go away (sighs) you know what that's right but maybe not right actually so wait do we tell what we're drinking clarify we just opened the we're starting off with the og of ogs of barrel aged beer grandmother if you will grandmother that's correct the matriarch um goose island bourbon county brand stout B C B S. Okay, we got it this time. <laughs> acronym. Acronyms. Acronym? It is acronym. I'm terrible at that. It's acronym. We couldn't think of the word acronym. I just earlier. don't like there's so many acronyms. B C B C. Yeah, it's like why are we doing this? B ba the Yeah. B ba. They're always around like bourbon stouts and they're it's always like you just hear some bra being like be stood in line for a million years to get my BBB to get your big ass whale. Yeah, big ass whale. B A S. Okay, B A dub. Bah. B A dub. Um. Okay. Wow. So we're not good at acronyms. Wow. As I said before, I felt nervous opening this because it feels like you're cheating on someone. Right. Um, because it is, you know, we all know that um, Goose Island is owned by AB InBev. They are the OG of the sellouts. <sighs> the OG of so many things. Well, that's what this is about. And that's okay. Goose right. Island made great beer. And it is like, this is still very important in terms of beer history and craft beer history. Um, oh, for sure. Because people were like, no one even thought this was like, people were like, wait, are you, what are you making? Right. Yeah. Are you if, insane? Um, if you read the book, um, what is it? Barrel uh, aged out and selling out by Josh Noel. Yes, is that correct? That's correct. Um, Don't know that guy, but I feel no. like we'd get along. Oh yeah, for sure. It's he a great had, book. Yeah, he has a good Twitter and Instagram. Um, he, that book is great. Yeah, it's done in as like a I think in a very like a good journalistic way. It is. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's taking a side or not. It just kind of 
to a great history of right it. and it just it i think illuminates the situation yeah it's a great book um but yeah in that book you know it talks about when they were first experimenting with like putting things in barrels and that was like what like you know like this big stout that is overflowing in the kettle and <laughs> all this Ugh. madness um but it is important in terms of like it really has set the standard for uh big barrel aged stouts and dark beers so that's why we opened this up and it is a 2015 um and as it says in the label yeah you know develops in the bottle up to five years and it's been five years also do you see how it has like it's like perforated so you can like tear this off and put it in your scrapbook right is that the purpose i'm gonna put it in my scrapbook oh great you have a scrapbook i don't <laughs> but you will i will now <laughs> And also, I think this this is also not recorded, but we were talking about having tasty notes on the bottle, and I go mm, back and forth mm-hmm. on it because it's like good to have just to like be like if someone just shorthands something, people are like, oh yeah, I want that. But right. then if you're looking for it, because it says intense aromas of charred oak, which I think is accurate. Yeah. Vanilla. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting vanilla. Mm-mm. Caramel and smoke. No. The first thing that I got was well alcohol right when we first poured it out it was very high alcohol it was a little bit astringent and um it developed pretty quickly didn't need to sit for very long but um it uh it has a it's something strange is going on not like strange in a bad way necessarily but just like we're not quite sure what's happening here it's like a perplexing beer yes and it's like smells like pop rocks and emergency yes it has a weird it's like i felt like the way you said it it was like this little yeah powdery like the way that the powder can like get up in your nose and it has a super strange mouthfeel it's very like high carbon fizzy like almost like over carbonated flavor like if you let it sit in your mouth and kind of move your tongue it's like it like expands in your mouth really quickly it just has like a black tea character. Too. Yeah, right. And that's what we were saying too is like, so we're talking about this is a bourbon barrel aged beer, but we're not really getting bourbon quality. We are getting some oak quality because of that, that oaky dryness. Um, I guess now that it, we've like been sitting with it for a minute, um, like the alcohol component is definitely more reminiscent of like a bourbon. Um, I mean, but like, you know, it's, which is okay. I feel like when I have barrel aged stouts, like bourbon barrel aged stouts and they're too bourbony like mm. they just thin out the beer and it becomes like not as enjoyable it's like too much right too right, intense. right so like i'm okay with it not having too much bourbon like yeah like the purpose of it is yeah to get some character but i guess it depends on like apparently according to their website the barrels had been sitting for a while with uh, what 30 years they're from heaven hill mm-hmm. and then when they racked this into it they um then let it sit for two more years yeah. So it's, it's had some time. It's just kind of interesting that now after five years, which is like still within the recommended aging period um, from Goose Island, it it's not really taking on those qualities. And like I was saying um, before we were not recording, <laughs> um, something I expect from uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial stout is more viscosity. This has like a straight up medium body, which is strange for a beer this big. Um, more viscosity, more caramel, more dried fruits, uh, vanilla even. And like that, that's isn't really coming through. And in a way it kind of tastes like there is almost another yeast in there. Like, because it has almost this like kind of sourness to it. It's, it just tastes acidic. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Which would make sense. Right. Like, you know, with, roasted malt you know Mm -hmm. and and combined with the high alcohol i think it's just coming off a a little acidic right like as we were talking about it just tastes like a really dark chocolate bar with like cherries in it right tart cherries right 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 exactly like uh you know just like the tartest cherries you can get your hands on yeah with like a dash of citric acid (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so interesting like not what i was expecting from this bottle at all um no i don't i guess i was i don't know what i was expecting i wasn't yeah i didn't know it i just yeah i just don't know (laughs) i guess and like maybe i am misinformed but i kind of just always expected the longer the beer sits in the bottle like the more of those rich flavors is going to develop and because that isn't existing here it kind of like brings up some more questions in terms of how it was bottled or you know 
the ingredients and the yeast health and there's so many components that could be yeah well we were talking about uh Maillard reactions mm -hmm. right earlier before yeah. we started and it was like those happen as you're brewing right mm -hmm. it's like an amino acid and a sugar and that develops or whatever right and like now it's sitting in a bottle so then you can have oxidation effects happening right that then allow the Maillard yeah reactions to express themselves right right and I'm not getting any sort of like I'm not are you getting like any port or sherry nope. characters nope and that's like something mm -hmm. you would expect from that um but which doesn't I don't mean so maybe you could have sat on this for another five years and see what happens yeah that would be kind of crazy should we just cap it and see what happens? <laughs> just use one of those wine pumps? For five years. <laughs> what a um, one other thing, too, that I wanted to mention um, is that this, like we said, is from 2015. And this is the year that a big infection happened with the variants. And we're just drinking, like, the base um, Bourbon County. So this beer isn't infected. But it was the year that infection happens in all the variants. And then after that, Goose Island started pasteurizing. Um, to make sure that, you know, those uh, nasty bacteria that you don't want in your beer are killed off. Um, Not in this beer. Right. right. Or they weren't expecting it. Right. And they lost a lot of money. Yeah. They were mad. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, it happens. The hype is real. And that's another really big topic on bourbon or just barrel aged stouts and dark beers is a really intense like fandom that's associated with it like the fucking lines that will that form to wait for one of these the single bottle of this and you're just kind of like it's pretty crazy it's really crazy even liquor stores though like would get cases mm, of these mm -hmm. and people would stand in line yeah like you didn't have to be at the at the brewery i don't know maybe the first few you did mm -hmm. i don't know when they started doing these yeah yeah, it does kind of remind me of like, um, like not good espresso. If you just like got a shot of it and it's too acidic. Yes, That's, you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. when it's like a light roast mm -hmm. that like was pulled poorly. And yeah, it's just like yeah. You, no matter how much sugar or milk you put in it, it's just like right. It's just not. You just have to. It's shoot exactly it. what it takes. Yeah, right? it's like a weird espresso pull. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's like kind of strange because I don't really 1992 know. 1992 was the first. Bourbon County? Yes. In Jesus. celebration of the thousandth batch of beer brewed at Goose Island. That That's is right. impressive. Oh, my God. Bourbon County Brand Stout was first brewed in celebration of the thousandth batch of beer brewed at Goose Island. Wow. 1995. Entered into the Great American Beer Festival. Was disqualified due to the beer not fitting into style guidelines of any <laughs> beer, ca beer categories That's at the time. That's funny. Which is cool. It was award and honorable mention. So <laughs> judges probably tasted it and were like, this, I don't know what this is, yeah. but it's fantastic. Right. The Fulton Street Brewery opened and began brewing beer for Goose Island fans. But Okay, wow. And then, tr I guess this timeline uh, on GooseIsland.com is just about Bourbon County brand scouts. <laughs> I thought it was about like their beer in general. Uh, no, because they know the people visiting their website are only coming here for... Okay, 2005 is when it was packaged for the first time. Okay. So I think they started brewing it and you could get it at the yeah. brewery, but you couldn't get it anywhere else. Right. It's funny that Chicago was the birth of this kind of style. Yeah. Not the birth, like of one of the more popular ones, because it's so fucking cold there. Dude, the winters <laughs> there are gnarly. It's like... Here in Seattle, you know, we joke about hunkering in and it's um, 50 degrees. Out. Yeah, I mean, like, it's really not even that cold. It like maybe gets in the 20s here for a week. Um, it's mostly just like that it's gloomy and you don't really want to do anything. So, yeah, we tend to hunker down. I tend to think of um, like Browers as my go to like oh, wintertime spot. Cave. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you think about the fucking Midwest. Like those winters are bad. Like that's when you're like actually not leaving your house, you know. You get and snowed in, like happened in uh, Canada. Yeah, I know. They like, opened their front door and it was just like packed in, dude. And it's not even that far away from us. Like, yikes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it does totally make sense where, why this was birthed in Chicago. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know a, a really big part of craft beer history, and it is kind of the beginning of today's journey with some um, with tasting and talking about barrel aged beers. Um, just kind of an interesting result. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, they have one eight hundred number on the back. What? You can call for with what? Questions or comments? I don't know. Just, should, we, should I call them? Yes. Okay. Oh my god, put it on speaker. Okay, so it's one eight hundred Goose Me. 
hate that goose me. I don't like that. Ugh. Well, here we go. Thanks for calling you, Your call may be recorded for training purposes. Oh, no. As long as you're at least 21, our experts can help you with following. We are passionate about building quality products, so if you have any questions or concerns about product quality, please press 1. For all the questions or comments, please press 2. Press 1. Push 1? Push 1. What are we going to say? <laughs> Just a question about this year. Thank you for calling Goose Island. Our offices may be closed, but we still want to hear from you. Feel free to call us back during our normal business Uh-oh. hours, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. We can't even leave a message. Or visit us anytime via Facebook, Twitter, or at GooseIsland.com. Dang oh, it. just hung it up. Dang it. Oh, man. I was really I, ready to talk to someone. I was getting a little nervous. It got kind of hot. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what I was going to say. I was just going to be like, hi, just open this bottle and I just have some questions. Yeah. Although, can you imagine, who are the people working that hotline? Like, I'm sure they couldn't answer any questions about oxidation in a five-year-old bottle. You know? know. Can you talk to us about the batch that was... Uh... I mean, that's kind of what I was going to go... Yeah. like... Uh, it probably would have been transferred or like you need to email someone. Oh yeah, for sure. They would just email you. That cracks me up. They're like, you can always visit our uh, Facebook and Twitter page. Just like ranting on Twitter. Like, (laughs) fuck this bottle. I mean, (laughs) I think that's what people do. They do. I don't like going on those pages. It makes me nervous. You know, it'd be really funny if there wasn't ever someone who answered the phone. It just always went to that. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it is. (laughs) It's just a bunch of just like... We should have pushed two. We can leave comments <gasps> or questions. We don't need to do that. We don't. That's what Twitter's for, I guess. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> That's the point of it. We're not like we're not mad at them. We just don't. We're no, just confused. We're just about curious. This. Well, we should try another one in like with this one. Yes. Because I want to know. Yes. I just um, I I don't. I'm so. It's, I mean, yeah, we need a little bit of a comparison because this is where we started off and it feels very strange. So maybe if we get something that's a little bit more familiar, it can. Okay, wait, maybe we, should we do the Fremont? Let's do the Fremont. As like a regional yes, save? exactly. Okay, so um, like Shauna said, a little bit of a regional comparison. If if Bourbon County is the essential OG matriarch um, of the Midwest and of the world but of the midwest i would say that fremont kind of comes in for a, a really strong contender for west coast yeah and it's interesting because <clears throat> before i moved here like i don't know i guess i wasn't as deep in beer stuff as i was yeah. but like i living in new york i don't there wasn't anyone standing in line for fucking yeah bourbon beer legion beer cells the other half people would go and get like you know stand in line to get those six packs mm-hmm. four packs or whatever right but like I moved here and I, I was like another acronym. They were like, uh, dark. What's the Beebus? That's Rubens. That's Rubens. What is, um, what is the I other forget. one? It's like some other thing. Something that we just don't even know because it's just. People get ton to this dark start. I was like, yeah. I thought it was like a game reference. <laughs> like <laughs> makes some, sense. It sounds like some, sound like a, like a new sci-fi game on PS4. Orc, yeah. Orc thing. Right. Yeah. Orc. <laughs> I don't know. It goes to show how much I know about games. Like that an orc made this. But seriously, orcs would make this. Dark oh, yeah. Star? Oh, no doubt. No, but orcs are kind of awful. They are. In um, If we're going to go canon, if we're talking about um, Lord of the Rings, they drink grog. They do drink grog. Yeah. But they're like assholes. They are. And grog is nasty. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, because they're nasty. Maybe yeah. if someone gave them good beer, they would turn... Maybe not to be so awful. Oh my god! Let's write a fantasy novel about it. It's just giving. It's like giving the orcs good beer, yeah. and they turn into like that's how you win them over. Yes, it's it's like fan fantasy. <laughs> yes, but fan it's, fiction fantasy for fan. beer. Yeah, uh, beer lover fan something. fiction fantasy. I don't know anything about a lot of. I know more about sci-fi than I do. Between two, between the two of us, we could. We could. I don't think we need to know anything. If we do this. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of fantasies. You just make shit up. That's, that's great. <laughs> Anyways, so like, I moved here and I was like, "What the hell is yeah. going on?" People stand in line. This one's from 2017. Um, I think I got this when I was pregnant. Cool. So I couldn't really dive yeah. into it. <laughs> but we we're here now. Yeah, and uh, so it's an imperial oatmeal stout. Okay, cool. And it says on here, uh, this year's release is a blend of 18, 12, and 8th month bourbon barrel aged Dark Star. Cool. So they're blending, yeah. which I'm sure bourbon, I'm sure Goose Island did as well. 
It's um, it's necessary at a certain point. In 12-year-old Kentucky bourbon barrels. 12-year-old. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's then telling you what the tasting notes are, but I won't say those. Cool. And then Magnum, Willamette, and Cascade Hops. Okay, cool. That'll uh, be interesting because that... 14% ABV. Those, that hop character is going to be, I assume, completely diminished by this point. Probably, yeah. It's interesting that they used three different ones. I think the other one, Bourbon County, I think the just Willamette. Mm, okay. In uh, Bourbon County. All right, well. Are we going to uh, need a special utensil? Because this one's wax dipped. It is. Um, I'm probably going to cut this out, but something I'm super embarrassed by is I don't have a proper wine key. Like, I don't have one that has oh, or like i, only I almost have, brought it dude i only have the shitty ones with the arms I hate those. and it's like embarrassing i don't know why i haven't just bought one well this will be good you can cut this or not but here's an embarrassing story okay tell me uh i one of my first serving jobs i think i told you this story oh yes did i tell you the story yes okay well i'll let the world know uh i brought a wine key to my first like night shift like first dinner shift yeah. i was like kind of excited it yeah. was like, kind of a nicer restaurant in tucson yeah and i brought like a big wide opener like not a wine key yeah like, the armed ones i mean it was like a tupperware version <laughs> guys it was bad i didn't no one told me I didn't right know. no and you don't and that's how you learn i got out like on the like we were like in the server section and this sweet sweet man that worked there he was like oh honey no <laughs> And he was like, here, you can use mine. And I was like, he'd like show me how to do it because I didn't know how to do it. But that's great, though. I'm like so happy that like you weren't left to like the look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine like, like go up to the table and you say, I think I had already done it once. Right. And like, to, to be honest, a lot of people don't know. But it is very nice of that server to have been like, the wine yes, oh that's God. awesome. Don't you still have it? I got confiscated. Oh, that's right. At TSA. TSA took it. God, I told them the whole it. story and they were like, I'm really sorry. The guy was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, and I was like, man. well, I was like, I told him that he could have it. <laughs> you can keep it i mean i don't think you're allowed to do that <laughs> all right let me grab a knife Ooh, that sounded nice sorry i meant to record Ooh, look at that nice that came off clean good what waxing job Vermont. i should that's not gender neutral good good job y'all <laughs> that dude that's why i use y'all so often it's just know. It's encompassing like of all genders sorry texas not sorry texas <laughs> Okay. Never apologize to Texas. No. Um, right off the bat, this has got a lovely head. Yeah, it's actually pretty. Doesn't smell like pop rocks. Oh no, milder aroma than I expected though. It smells kind of like, and I mean this in the best ways, like Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> Remember before it, when we opened, freaking um, I'm sorry, uh, BCBS. Mm-hmm. Um, that I said it smelled like Coke. Yeah, there is a soda like rummy. Rum. It smells like mm, rum. Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell like bourbon. Yeah, I know. Like, but th- that like spiced sweetness that um, spiced rum can have. Yeah. Okay, that's the first. Okay, you know, like we talk about like following the trail of like whatever memory right. comes up. And the first I smelt it, and the first like image I had was at my uncle David's house. Ooh. And he lives in like an old like Victorian style house, which has like a beautiful kind of woodsy smell. Yeah. But then it also like if we're like. You know, I've also been to tons of pool parties when I was of age and like rum was the That the was the drink, choice. yes. And it was like rum and like soda or whatever. Like rum and like something. Anyways, I'm digressing. Um, Now that it's sat a little bit, I was like sticking my nose a little too far into it and it was very alcoholic. Um, now that it's alcohol, it's the last one. Right. Um, I, I'm getting definitely like charred oak smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, the spices are starting to come. This is what's fun about barrel-aged beers. You don't have to wait for very long. Sometimes with wine, with red wine, you have to like actually let it set for like five minutes. This is developing quickly. This is the mouthfeel I'm looking for. Oh, it still has some bitterness. Yeah. Whoa, I'm impressed by that. Mm. This one's a lot more complex, I think, than the last one. Oh, yeah, for sure. But There's it's something in the smell that I'm trying to get to and it's not floor cleaner. It's not the right thing cuz that would be bad. It's it's almost kind of sunscreeny to me. Yeah. But my the, first thought when I smelled like you said you thought of your uncle David's house, I thought of camping with my best friend Emily as a kid. Like with like um like blow up tubes and sunscreen, but we're like out by Lake Tahoe in the Sierra Nevadas, so it's like woodsy and earthy. And the campfires mm-hmm. going like it's a smell of like Yeah. 
like maybe the person next to you is drinking a, a Coke, mm. but you're someone else is making a s'more next to you. Right, right, right. So right. it smells like Coke and s'mores yeah. and smoke. Yeah. And, not and not a brownie. Yeah, and this brownie, actually, yeah. Um this isn't that smoky. Um, but I'm there's the there's end. that little tinge, that little char. Yeah, it's almost more of an like a herbal bitterness. I know I'm getting some hop, like some American hop. I'm quality definitely getting too. like an Amaro quality. I feel that. Yeah, like banal or something. Mm-hmm. It's good though. It's it, I have more of the dark fruit flavor and the caramel flavor that I want in a beer like this, which I really appreciate. But like I said, there's still a little bit of bitterness. There's still a little earthiness. The roast is nice. It's really nice. And it's like super pleasantly warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just slowly warming up the tummy, not like... Kah. And it tells you on here too, uh, so it's two-row, um, roast barley, crystal 60, chocolate, carafa two, flaked oats, magnum willamette cascade. The oats are smart, right? Because it yeah. helps body and... Um, yeah, and it's smooth. Yeah. Dude, they fucking nailed it. This is really good. Dark Star. um i had a can of the non-barrel age version of dark star Mm. maybe like a year ago that's a good beer it is i really enjoyed it yeah this is nice fremont does a really good job with their dark beers i mean their barrel program is like renowned although r.i.p did you know that the black heron lounge closed i saw like a glimpse of that like on instagram or something that they just aren't doing it. Yeah, it's a really big bummer, and That's, I, I never had. I've never had a. F- oh, go on. Oh my God, she has secrets. <laughs> I was just gonna say I never went while it was open. Oh, neither did I. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I never had. So any I'm part of, of the problem. Um, well, it seemed. I think what happened is they tried to make it very, very exclusive, right, and like secretive, and like mm-hmm. remember they did like some sort of. It was like a. I thought it was like some sort of oaring club. Like I did, I was so confused. Mm. And I, I guess I must have. I was, I don't know. Had several strokes when I moved here because I was so confused <laughs> about everything. By the way, had a couple lushes on uh, your flight, Alaska Airlines. Dude, I was about to say, did you take Alaska? Because when I uh, flew to Hawaii, they had lush too. This, this can this be sponsored by Alaska Airlines? Oh my God, please, Alaska they're sponsor us. I, they're, they're my favorite airline. I have a credit card. I'm literally not getting paid to yeah, say this. So I we, wish I was getting paid to say this. Well, we maybe we just gotta work out. Yeah, we yeah, gotta, yeah. Well, we have to work out, but we also <laughs> need to work that out. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Uh, but anyways, it was delightful at yeah. three thousand feet. Right, three thousand. Jesus, is that how high you are? There? Isn't it thirty thousand? Yes. I was just like kind of just kind of like skimming. You're just like in a seaplane. Yeah, I'm just like one of those like propeller planes. Uh, anyways, it was delightful. I hadn't had it in a while. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I like it because it's like kind of an old school, mm-hmm. like, you know, get all like beautiful pine. And I was yeah. like eating grapes because mm. I like got one of the like the little packs. Yeah. The Mediterranean pack. Sponsor it. us. Mediterranean <laughs> And I like popped a grape in, wasn't thinking about it, took a sip of the lush and it exploded with grapefruit flavor. It was what? insane. Anyways, it was delightful. And you guys, that was great beer. Wow. Yeah, I haven't had it in a while. And it was it was great. I think the last time I had it, it was at a festival. Mm. And definitely those lines were infected. Because it tasted Dude, like diacetyl. See, that's the thing is I... <laughs> Fremont does really good quality control. I think like their cans are always good. But because they're everywhere in Seattle, like on draft places, like I can't order it anything on draft because i don't trust it send it with bodhisattva yep exactly like, I, love, I think bodhisattva was yep. great and like but you order it and you're like okay yeah like i i want i would rather order a can than on draft like no, whether it's a random pizza place or like a dive bar like i just am not gonna trust the lines ever yeah it's kind of terrible yeah i mean there's some like divey places around here that i think do a good job no for sure there but, are but some places legit don't clean their lines and it's nasty ugh. yeah it's gross this beer's good mm-hmm you're right. It has all the things like I'm not. I mean, this isn't about talking shit about bourbon. I mean, about Goose Island because I they are did so many great things in a lot of ways. Yeah, it just doesn't hit the spot. It's like too Agreed. thin. There's and it's yeah, way it's too alcoholic. Off. Um, it's it's strange. It's mm-hmm. like perplexing, and I don't know if that's the way it was in 2015. Right. Exactly. Which is fine. I mean, I sat on it for five years for a reason. Yeah, and that's why you can sell her things, right? But this yeah. is like. It's str- it's I guess it's like it kind of smells like an egg. An egg? Is there like a sulfur quality to it to you? I don't know. That might be like my glassware not cleaned correctly. Great. <laughs> Maybe you know what it is? I think it's just like a, a bread doughy mm. character. Okay. It's like a doughy character. Yeah. That's sure. 
See, that's the thing. Like, sometimes you stand in line and it's like, cool, because you want to get it. And like, there's a limited amount yeah. to it. But like, how many, I mean, I guess this is a different topic than this podcast. But like, I think it kind of goes hand in, hand in hand with these barrel aged stouts. It's just like, how much of it are people even drinking it? Are they trying yeah, to sell it right. in the secondary market? Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a whole other thing. But it is interesting. I feel like it is really saturated within like specifically barrel aged stouts mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know what it is. And I, I think it's well, it's something that we've talked about on a previous episode where it's like people just wanting to drink beer that doesn't taste like beer. Yeah. Of people like being which I think is ultimately good is that people only being exposed to like mass produced lagers. And then once they get their hands on something like this, they're like, wait, what? This is beer. And we've seen it before. Right. Like you do an event with someone and you like mm-hmm. make someone try beer that yeah. like, I don't like beer. Like just give this a try. And they're like, wait, this is beer. This isn't wine. Right. What is this? Yeah. Is this port? And you're like, yeah, nope, this is beer. Yeah. It's like, so I remember the first time giving some friends, uh, Lindman's, uh, frambois mm. and then being like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always a good one. Like people are like, yeah. I like beer. Do you like wine? Try this. And yeah. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. It's like trickery, but like, I think that's what happened. Like where people got all wrapped into and they're like, and then it becomes like this thing that can happen with people wanting. It happens with any market, right? If people mm-hmm. want to show off. For sure. They got it. Instagram is also probably yeah, a social media is a, too. Yep. Like, look what I got. And mm-hmm. like, and then another component then sitting on it and then right. not open it. Like, you know, with Floodland, right? Mm-hmm. Like people aren't like they're like, open the beer now. You can like, drink it now. Yes, yes. Just do it. But it's right. hard because people are like excited about it. Right, and, and they are special beers. They want to share it. Yeah, and it's like that's great. But like, you just drink it. Yeah, like, it was brewed to be drank. Just and yeah, you can of course, but it's just like, you know, don't well ultimately just don't sell it. But like, yes, exactly. Um, just drink it. That's what we're yeah. supposed to be doing. Exactly. That's Imagine the just point. Making a, a sandwich. Yeah, and then this just, is not a good analogy, but like. Let's make it a cake mm-hmm. or a fudge. Fudge maybe can can age, <laughs> <laughs> and then not eating any of your fudge. Right, like you make it. Okay, yeah, now like just put just, it directly uh, into the freezer. And you're like, wait, can uh, I get a piece of it? I went on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, look at that. Those good waxing by Fremont. I'm telling you. I wonder um, if you could use the wax from bottles for what for other purposes like what what else do you use it for like like creating a stamp when you're sending out a letter i like that my mom had one of those <laughs> they're those are fun i meant like waxing in general oh okay if like a like, hand wax like when you dip like at the county fair <laughs> when you put your hand in <laughs> that, the was cool. <laughs> that was really cool it feels really cool yeah right it's like too almost too hot yeah yeah, yeah yeah but then you take it off and you're like yeah yeah how do you get your hand out of that I think you have to put it in cold water. But like, how does it come off? Uh, I don't know. Those like magic carny people take it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like they're like the, the, like art, the artisan. Yeah. Craft. Like the vendors. Yeah. The vendors, yeah. but they always are a little, you know, yeah. there's no way those guys aren't high. Oh yeah. On, on marijuana. You're just like, yeah, you're, you're like, I'm on your level, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You want to put your hand in a bunch of <laughs> hot wax. <laughs> but what I really meant was like waxing your body. <laughs> I don't know why that wasn't the first thing I thought of. I know. That's, that's why, I, kept, that's why I allowed it to keep going. I was like, she's going to get there eventually. Thank you, Alaska Airlines. I just finished my glass. Oh, wow. It's good. It's so good. I think getting, I gave you a bigger pour too. hot. Mm-hmm. I poured it. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just already forgetting what's happening. <laughs> um, okay. try another one? Yes. Let's open I'm just, another I one. I just really like trying. No, no. Let's go back to the bourbon. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. There's the a reason. B- B-C-B-S. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> the more it sits, the weirder it is. Doesn't it kind of smell like it's going to be like a... <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it just tastes like, bad. like really tart cherries. Dipped in chocolate. I, it's so deceiving because it looks like it's almost going to be kind of viscous too. And then you drink it and you're like. Ugh. I'm All so right. curious what's going on there. So weird. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Lab analysis. We'll try the um, 1-800 hotline on a mini-sode. We'll do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have a list of questions. We should actually. Yeah. We're not going to be rude. No, 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 no. Just like genuinely curious. And I'm just, I'm mostly curious about who the fuck is on the other end of the line. That's really what I'm curious about. Right? Like what. 
Like, what are their credentials? <laughs> exactly. Like, people have questions. You got to have a level of knowledge. Uh, yeah, I just want to know how they handle us. Mm, yeah. We're, not gonna be, we're nice. Right, right. But I can't promise. I can't not be able to call Stone Cold Sober. Oh, no. Stone Cold Sober? <laughs> Did I say Stone Cold Sober? <laughs> All right. What do you think we should do next? We've got, we have a barley wine. We have, um, I mean, we, we do have the rye wine as well. It might be kind of interesting to do a side-by-side between rye wine and barley wine. Yeah, let's try that. Okay, oh, cool. Oh, rye wine and barley wine? We'll start with rye wine. We can move on because we this is a lot. <laughs> We're not going to finish any of these. Oh, hell no. People are going to be mad. People would be up, up outraged. Okay, so next we're we're moving into a little bit of different territory. Um, out of stout range, we are now going into a rye wine. So you might be familiar with barley wine, which is an incredibly high ABV, viscous, rich type of beer. Um, it's just sweet. I mean, I don't even know the history of the term barley wine. I assume it comes about because it has such a different texture and like experience than most beer. So instead of barley wine, we've got a rye wine here. This is from Rubens Brews. This is their Three Rise Men, which gets released uh, right around Christmas. Uh, it's aged in a, uh, both rye whiskey and bourbon barrels. So hopefully we get a lot of that nice rye quality because I am a fan of rye. I love that. Rye is nice too because it like <clears throat> adds a nice kind of spicy dryness yes, to beers that exactly. can get a little big. Is it true that I heard, there's so many people who have those rumors or like folklore about so many breweries that so many people think that Rubens was like a rye brewery when they first opened? Yes, that is a thing. Which is such a funny thing. And I'm like, that would be such a weird niche market. So weird, especially when they opened, what was it, 2012? Like what... Just, just rye beers. Right. And I understand. Because the Roggen beer was one of the first beers. It was like their lineup had a ton of rye in it. It was, who even is a rye-specific brewery? That's so strange. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this is a rye wine. And I'm almost positive it's from 2018. The bottles aren't dated. That's so um, weird that they don't have a date. But I, I'm i almost positive it is because I drank the 2019. So is there a this has to be 2018. On here? Bruh, it already looks viscous. It looks like... It's like the color of brandy. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> You're just on the soda train I'm right on now. Soda train. I don't know. I like don't drink soda. Whoa, super fruity. Whoa. Dude, it smells like toast with like fucking marmalade on it. Mm. Or strawberry jam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa. Doesn't it smell like toast? And kind of like a, a pet store. Yo, there's almost a menthol quality too if you take it like a deep inhale. Doesn't it smell like a pet store? Mm. Not like poop, but like food. I don't know. Like seeds and like. Okay. Okay. I can get you know, behind like, that. I used to have rabbits as a kid. Okay. And not like rabbit poop. This is. No, like, no, no. Just like, a, like when you put like the fresh. Yeah. Stuff on the bottom. Right. 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 I think that comes up for me with beers a lot is like the smell of like feed. Mm-hmm. And oh, we yeah. We talked about that. That makes sense. You, had, you did horses. Right. Kid. Exactly. You didn't do horses. I'm sorry. <laughs> you. <laughs> I was associated with horses. Who <laughs> we were talking to when they were like, I don't trust horses. <laughs> like a good and plenty. Oh, totally good and plenty. Oh my God. It's like rummy. It is rummy. What is this aged in? A port and... No, it's um, just rye and bourbon. Wow. It's uh, pretty hot. And it's it's pretty sweet too. The profile's complex it's... and it's long, but it... It ends pretty borderline cloy. It smells like a fresh bag. Of, you know what I mean? Like if you were to open a bag of grain. Oh, oh yeah, which for is sure. Cool. Like it's nice when you smell something that's like you're like a very purely grain. It's hard with these because, like, for me, and I guess it's a personal thing. Like, without the roast mm-hmm. of like a stout, stout, right? It's hard to want to drink more than like four ounces. Yeah, I just kind of like miss the, but then again, we're comparing two different styles. It is, they are, we kind of went outside of the box grabbing a, a rye wine. Um, maybe before like totally lose train of thought, because um, I think this got lost, um, is talking a little bit about the aging process in general. I think it, it it's a good thing to point out that obviously no barrel aged beer is the same one based on the beer itself but also the barrels it comes from what was in the barrels previously is it neutral oak was something aged in it how long was something aged in it for you know like there's a lot of is it like triple use barrels you know there's so many things especially when you get into the topic of barrel brokers which in the future there'll probably be people using utilizing like spirals 
mm. or chips. Yeah. Because then, you, which I do think is already kind of popular. I mean, Murder of Crows, Gookum's Murder of Crows. They, it's a, it is not a barrel aged mm. imperial stout, but they use like oak wood, old crow soaked wood chips. Interesting. Um, again, barrels are porous too. So that's another thing as your, as your barrel is aging in the barrel before it even goes into a bottle, it's going to have some access to oxygen. Oh yeah. Cause that's, that's what they talk about like angel share and devil's cut. What? Like this is just about whiskey. The angel share like goes into the ether oh. because it gives and takes cause staves are like only connected through the, the metal ring. So like it gives and, and so the angel share goes to the angels. <laughs> like some of the whiskey evaporates yeah. and goes away. And then devil's cut is or the devil share or whatever. Got I, I'm it. Like fucking it up. Goes into the barrel itself. Okay. Talking about um oxygen in the process of aging. Um we talked about caps versus corks. Wine utilization needs corks because wine needs oxygen to age appropriately. How does that affect beer because oxygen typically is the devil of beer right but if it's capped how much is it really aging like for example if it's pasteurized and then capped how do we know like how much process is really yeah and like we were talking about that and it's like i guess it it depends on the beer itself yeah the style Mm -hmm. so like and flash pasteurization Mm -hmm. can speed up the aging process or right. stealing process yeah because like so then you can start to get those sometimes pleasant oxidation effects right? yes and then sometimes not um so it's it's hard to say like how much and then also just like the bottling itself how much are you getting oxygen into the bottle everyone's trying to diminish that as much as possible it's like it, it depends on what you're making it totally depends on what you're making and what you're making depends on how long you age it for yeah it's like so bourbon county it says age up to five years and it came out really strange at five years. Like if we had tasted this four years ago, you know, how different would it have been? I just don't know enough about like the chemical or like the chemistry that's happening. Yeah. Same chemistry that's happening like in the bottle. But like at that point, your pasteurization is at what, what I, it was like one thirty, one thirty to one forty. Yeah. So pretty like not that, I mean, it's hot. But yeah. Like, it's not. Yeah. So there are going to be some, um, you know, microorganisms that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not sterilizing it which um, uh, you shouldn't be doing that seems awful i don't think so but like yeah. i guess it would make sense if like i mean i don't know what like huge like you're gonna like if you flash if you sterilize a corona like does that matter i don't know yeah i mean these caps aren't a hundred percent yeah you know like there's still gonna be some oxygen that gets in right and like even how you store your beer like is it warm is it right yeah. um definitely you want to keep it at a cooler temperature to slow down any oxidation. Um, but also I was reading earlier that apparently you're not supposed to snore your beer on its side, which I have a beer slash wine fridge. So it's all on its side. But I guess the reason for that is the alcohol can start to wear away the ceiling. So based on how long you're aging it for that ceiling, ceiling? like the seal of the cap. Yeah. That can like start to wear down or wine. Um, beer specifically because of capping mm. um, can like wear that away and allow more oxygen in. So uh, there's so many fucking things. And honestly, there hasn't been enough research done on aging beer. There is one article that I tried reading. It's like a sign from a scientific journal. I'm going to link it in the bio. Um, if anyone has the capacity to be able to read it and there is good information in there, it was just very fucking dense. So I couldn't get through it. Um, but the, there is some information out there, but not like a ton the way that wine has been obsessively studied. Mm-hmm. Beer hasn't had that. Yeah. So at this point, we're kind of like, how long do you age it for? I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's like kind of what it's, it's like. like. trial and error. It, exactly. Which is, I mean, you can, we have inf- enough information to know that you're not going to store, you're not going to like sell her an IPA. Right. Or like Yeah, please don't. If, if it's something you're doing, please don't do that. I, mean, I guess you can sell her I don't, it's hard because we, we just don't like this Bourbon County brand stout because it's strange mm-hmm. and not satisfying. Right. Um, but like the Dark Star, it's three years old and it's, it's damn good. It's kicking it. Dio. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Dissolved P-U, oxygen. D-O. D- P-O. P- what was P-U? Um, Pasteurized units. Pasteurized units and D-O is dissolved Pasteurization oxygen. Pasteurization units? Mm-hmm. How the f- God, how do you measure pasteurization? That's wild to me. Yeah, it's like the amount of time for every minute 
It's kept at a certain degree of temperature. It's a a degree PU. Okay. That's that's pretty basic. That seems easy enough. Pretty easy. I mean, like, we've been drinking some barrel-aged boys, and I don't know math, and that kind of made sense to me. (laughs) As far as, like, those kind of units go, it's pretty easy. Right. Because then you get into a bunch of other weird units. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. No, we don't need to. Um, just fell asleep talking, just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so, so like I've been sipping in the dark stars. So yeah, I'll go back to the three wise men. I think it's admirable to take on something like this, and but it's it's not the easiest to drink. It's a little tough. Since the rye wine wasn't really our jam, we're gonna finish it out with another bourbon barrel aged. Which I mean, the rye wine was partially bourbon barrel aged, but um, this is a brown ale, so not as high gravity as an imperial stout which makes me really curious about how it's going to be affected by aging um, in a bourbon barrel and how much more bourbon might come out from like a lower gravity beer yeah um so this is the tom bourbon from georgetown which loki literally did not even know that they bottled no right no um it does say on the side of here that the they used a um, couple, a few barrels, obviously a few barrels to make a whole batch. But um, the there barrels are two barrels, just <laughs> two barrels. And we got one of the bottles out of it. Um, the barrels are coming from Heaven Hill, which is classic, but also um, Maker's Mark and Westland. Oh, which is cool. Westland is a um, Seattle based distillery. So that's kind of cool to see like a little bit of local share happening there. That um, is cool. So, yeah, three different. I said two, but it's three different. We're going to see how this goes. Yeah, good old-fashioned Mosher pour. Looks like a brown ale. Smells like ramen. (laughs) (laughs) It smells interesting. There's definitely a green. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, um... Yep. You're absolutely right. Yep. Or green bell pepper. Maybe bell pepper. Green bell pepper is my arch nemesis. Yeah, you don't, you're not a fan. It's disgusting. (laughs) It has a use. Tell me what. I've like made Mexican food. Yeah. Where you like chop it and like throw it in the pan. I'll accept that. What about a stuffed bell pepper? Ugh. I would, I would actually prefer a red bell pepper for that situation. Red and yellow and orange are always better. Green tastes like, it just doesn't taste like anything. You get that bourbon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the most expressive out of all the ones we've tried. Yeah. It definitely has like, you're like, oh yeah, it tastes like a, like, you know, like a bourbon and soda. Yes. Yeah. Like a really just kind of like that carbonic sort of brightness mm-hmm. with the bourbon. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's pretty simple. It is simple and it's lighter bodied, much lighter than the other ones that we've tried. Yeah. Cause it is, you know, the base beer is the base beer it's only one beer i wonder what made them do a bourbon barrel aged brown ale right and that's what's kind of curious because it can be really hard to have a beer stand up to the spirit that um once was aged in the barrel that it's now in and so it is kind of like a large undertaking especially with three different types of whiskey like it's kind of it's like a, a lot happening but you're right it is like simpler in the profile itself the the profile is pretty short it doesn't like you expect barrel aged beers to kind of like have this long drawn out complex profile. And this is pretty like simple. It's just like, it's just like, maybe you don't always need something super. That's like, true. That lasts forever. That's maybe that's why they wanted to do the brown ale. This also would be a good one with like carrot cake. Mm. This would be great with carrot cake. Are I you kidding me? Love the cake. raisins. I mean, I pref- don't really like raisins in my carrot cake, but that I think that would help kind of yeah. like resonate. Yeah. Um, Resin. Raisin, raisin, oh, a, a raisinette. Oh. I do love a good raisinette. <laughs> a good raisinette, not a bad raisinette. <laughs> can't, can't mess with those. I feel like raisinettes are a snack that is um, situational for me. Yeah, if it's around, I'll have some. I'm not gonna buy them. No, like my mom always puts raisinettes in my stocking. Oh, and I ate all those. Yeah, like a like a box like that you buy at the movie theater. Right, right, right. I think I ate them immediately. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Dark chocolate. Yeah, right? Resonance. I'll so, even eat the milk chocolate. It's no, fine. I, I don't fuck with milk chocolate. I think it's pointless. It's pretty gross. It's just like, it's so milky. So fucking milky. Like, why? I mean, they do warn you. It's called milk chocolate. <laughs> I think it's specifically American milk chocolate that's garbage. 
all milk chocolate is garbage. What? It doesn't matter where you live. It's garbage. No. Why would you fuck with chocolate like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, give me the purity or get the fuck out. I mean, I guess sometimes having a little milk, I guess. Like hot chocolate, sure. Dude, I had a really funny coffee experience the other day. Um, you know the brands Khalifa? It's like mm-hmm. their almond milk. It's all non-dairy. It comes in like a more like yeah. rounded. I tried their 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 like half and half ones. Okay, yeah. Their cream or whatever. So they make like pre-made cold coffee drinks. Oh, yeah. And I grabbed one from the store the other day because I didn't want like the XXX espresso and I didn't want the mocha one. I just wanted like normal coffee. So I ended up grabbing one that was more like a light, like a blonde or something. I drank it and it just tasted like almond milk. It tasted like there was not a ton of coffee in there at all, but it was like cold brew and almond milk, just like more almond milk. So I was like, fuck this. I need to go get a drip coffee. I went and got a drip coffee and then used that as my creamer. And I was, my mind was insane. Like, because it didn't taste like it had a bunch of caffeine. I didn't taste like cold brew. And, but then when I fucking use it as a creamer in my drip coffee, you used your coffee as a creamer. It was a lot. My mind, like... You're like... Yeah. It was like, I am interacting with you, but then my brain was outside of my body doing something else at the same time. It's like the time when you realize that that caffeine's a drug. Oh, dude, seriously, (laughs) yes. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, right? (laughs) Shout out to coffee shops. Can we just, like, chill on it a little bit? Like, does it have to make me feel insane, or can it just give me a nice boost, you know? that's the problem with cold brews, is, like, they just don't... It's, just like, different ways of doing it. You just don't know what you're extracting. Oh, I guess that maybe we could just say really quick for anyone who's interested in like aging and cellaring beer, there is a good way and a bad way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I did mention a little bit, like, maybe don't keep it on its side. I don't know. Mine are on its side and it's fine. But I think the main thing is temperature and staying away from light. Mm-hmm. Besides oxi- oxygen, light is also the devil for beer. Like, don't let light, because light can heat up your beer, but it also creates an actual off flavor. So, like, just fucking stay away from light. Yeah, and brown bottles do like 98% yeah, block the UV rays that would cause any sort of skunking, which really shouldn't be much of a problem with like these kind of beers. But yeah, like, yeah, just don't want it to be hot because it yeah. will speed up the process. More. It, yeah. If you, you can't put it in your storage shed. No, exactly. Like it, there's a reason why it's called cellaring because it should be like in a cellar where it's, it's more cold or a temperature controlled fridge. Yeah. Mine, my place where I put it is like, it's like an old, my house is old and I put it like in like, like bench seats it was like built-in bench seats which is actually pretty perfect it is perfect because it's like yeah it says 55 to 65 degrees fahrenheit yeah and you want to be you want to make sure that it stays constant is the other thing like you you can't just put it in your closet and then expect it to be the same throughout winter and summer i did travel to two different cities with this yeah goose island wow so like i moved from new york where i got it Uh uh-huh moved to denver and then moved here Uh uh-huh it's been moved right in so it's been tossled right and that might contribute but i don't know the the overall flavor seems like something else going on um not great yeah and like we said you know how you age your beer how long and all that really depends on what the beer is and in to a certain extent it's out of the consumer's hands because it is like how it was bottled, how the beer was brewed. Like, what is the beer quality to begin with? Yeah. What are the barrels that are being used? Where are they sourced from? What spirits were in it previously? Then bottling. How well was it bottled? You know. Where was it before? Like, distributors is another thing. Right. Like, was it hot? Yeah. And, and, I mean, right. most places shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah. It should be cold storage, but who um, knows? Right. So, there's so much that goes into it. So, there isn't, like, exact rules. Um necessarily but just keep it at a constant temperature and actually drink them i think is really the bottom line like yeah, we learned our lesson on this one right um yeah i think the winner out of all this though is definitely dark star i mean i keep drinking it's it. so good i'm gonna pour myself some more it's pretty lovely uh, well it's just all like obviously this is objective like that's our thing. for sure we like yeah. that beer the most because like it's what we like yeah um it's just nice like these are these are you can see why these beers are really fun and why people like them is yes they have i mean who doesn't like a brownie right exactly and it tastes like a bourbon soaked brownie yeah with mm. like a little with fucking chocolate with a espresso in yeah. It. yeah yeah, yeah. And, like campfire element right it's not really smoky though people use smoke and i think it's not quite smoke i think when no they, i don't say smoke they mean roast Yes, agreed. And then also because like a charred barrel can give off a certain 
smoke. But it's not like smokiness, like a Rauk beer, yeah. you know. Or smoke that can come from f- some sort of phenolic activity. Like, right. Which is you don't want. Yeah. So I think I'm always like, why are you saying it's smoky? Because pe- it's... Yeah. Like, I don't think it's the best tasting note. And again, like you were saying earlier, maybe don't read the tasting notes on bottles before you drink it. Like, yeah. let yourself... Like, allow your personal biases and experiences to come up with your tasting notes before anything else. It's hard to do these things, like, it as is. blind as possible. Yeah. Like, kind of erase expectations. And it's hard to do that because we all have implicit bias. Yes, about exactly. Beers, mm-hmm. um, just as we do about other things. Um, but that's not this podcast. <laughs> uh, so it's, like, hard to do that. But, yeah, I mean, all these beers surprised me. Right. In different ways, for sure. Go beer. Go beer. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to pour myself a little bit more of this dark star and then maybe we can do a little cheers and to beers, a little cheers to beers. Prost. Prost. <laughs>